This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. This week in the Transformational Tidbit segment, I'll be sharing thoughts on the importance of reflection. That's coming up later. First up is the Lead Without Limits featured guest interview with Sharman Reed, a luxury realtor with Austin Portfolio Real Estate. I am beyond excited about having Sharman as a guest. Our families have known each other for decades and I've had the privilege to call her a friend for all that time. Sharman embodies the servant leader. That's why I'm so excited about having her today to share her story of growing as a leader. She is inspiring. All you stay at home moms who are wondering, how can I have my own identity, my own individual success outside of raising my kids? All of you recent empty nesters, listen up. Here's a woman who has done it. She has been a mom. She is an empty nester and continues to grow and inspire. Sharman, welcome. And thank you for taking time for your insane schedule to be here with us today. I'm so excited to have this chat with you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Right. So your story is so, so extensive and um, has so many facets to it. Uh, I'd love for you to start by sharing with the audience how you went from being a stay at home mom that was raising three boys to finding your first leadership roles and starting to figure out what being a leader was gonna look like for you? Well, I kind of fell into it by accident to be truthful. I never thought I, you know, that wasn't a, a thought that I wanted to be a leader. I just became one. And as I reflect on how my journey was, you know, I got married very young I had children um, within two, I started having a child, uh, my first child within two years of marriage. I was 22 years old. We were living in Austin and kind of new here. I didn't know anyone. I had grown up in Houston and we moved here to Austin and, and I started meeting people in my neighborhood and in my children's schools, little preschools. And 
um, slowly got involved in the community. Um, you know, if someone said I needed this, I just raised my hand and just said, I'd love to help you. And all of a sudden I was very involved in um, their elementary schools, in the booster clubs, meeting all the different mothers and the administration of the school. Um, I ended up joining several nonprofit, lo you know, local organizations. And all of a sudden I was being a leader in all of those organizations and school groups. And I loved every minute of it. Um, but it was something that I started, I just fell into it. It wasn't a, a, a forethought, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point to make. And most of us, when we're young, end up falling into leadership roles that way, right? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the premises of this podcast is we're not born leaders. Leaders are not born. They're made. And we have to lead in our own lives first by showing up. And I love uh, the way you uh, always show up relational rather than transactional. And I know that's one of the keys to your success. So, but from stepping up at school, which is a really great entry point for moms, right? Then how did you end up, because I know for a fact from sharing uh, this journey with you, that you are, um, uh, you were asked to serve on boards. You took, you accepted leadership and were invited to serve on leadership positions where you got experience building teams. Um, tell us about that part of the journey. Well, I joined the Junior League of Austin. I had a very nice friend who sponsored me. And I, um, one thing that my friend said to me that I will always remember was she said, you know, Charmin, I'm sponsoring you and please don't disappoint me because if you don't pull your own weight, they'll call me. And that spoke to me, you know, um, and so I was always um, inspired to do my best for that one friend. The other thing is I loved the organization and I loved the, that they develop their whole mission is to develop leaders and you change jobs every year and you learn a new job every year. And slowly, all of a sudden you look up and you've built all these skills that you necessarily didn't realize you had or you didn't have before you came in. So back when I was in uh, very active in the league, computers were very new. They were just coming out and most households only had one computer and it was in the main portion of their home. And usually the husband set it up and it had his email on it, you know, and, you know, wives didn't really have their own email or stay at home. Mothers didn't have their own email at, at least in the very beginning. And so, you know, I, I went and volunteered at the league and all of a sudden I'm taking computer lessons. I'm taking lessons on word and PowerPoint and, you know, email was a very new concept back then. I know that seems strange today, but um, it was, you know, how do I do an email was kind of like a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so slowly but surely, I learned all of those skills. I learned accounting skills, which I 
you know, never thought I was great at math. And here I'm turning in budgets for a million dollars for the Junior League of Austin. And it, it gave me a sense of confidence that I never would have had um, if I wasn't doing it along with all the other women in the group. Ah, so super great point. So as we start getting our feet wet in becoming leaders and showing up and um, serving, we are then standing on the shoulders of the women that have done it before us that are mentoring me and we pay it forward also, mm -hmm. which I know you have done. So um, it's, it's really important perhaps for the audience to hear how you, we who show up in service in our community and grow through our um, uh, service in the community are always uh, being supported by those before us. And that's one of the most rewarding parts of volunteering, in my opinion, is I'm learning from other people. I'm learning what they did wrong and what they did right, which is all, it's just as important as, to learn what they did wrong. It's, it, it's, um, it's, it's very helpful for if you're looking for five or 10 years down the road, what did, you know, you need to look at the big picture, but what did we do wrong and what did we do right? And that, that, that skill has helped me move forward in a lot of other things, personal and nonprofit life and business life. Yeah, so we build transferable skill sets. So you have touched on some keystones of um, being a leader without limit. Uh, first of all, starting at the beginning when you don't know anybody by just asking, how can I serve? How can I help? Mm -hmm. Then um, as you build your connections within the community, identifying projects that speak to your heart and you're passionate about. And I know the league is one of them for you as it was for me. And um, there again, showing up and taking advantage of all the opportunities by serving of what you're gonna learn. And then the third um, aspect you just mentioned is being in an environment where not only you're mentored, but being in an environment where you can learn from others, others uh, uh, mistakes and, and mistakes are there to be learned from and really kind of strategically uh, thinking all the time of what can we do better? How could that have been done better? Even if you're a volunteer and running a committee and a team. Right. Tell me what the most, I know you have chaired some huge committees with just dozens and dozens of women on them and you have impacted through your mentorship, hundreds of women. What's the most rewarding part? And it is so much work. I, you can just share with the audience how many hours a week were you putting in when, for example, you were running Christmas Affair for the Junior League of Austin and, and how many people were on your team and what was it like to uh, show up at that level, non-paying job, you know, just truly in the spirit of service. 
So um, back then, you know, there were 64 women on the committee. I worked full time, nine to five at the at the office every day for two years. Then, um, you know, you took it all home. Of course, we didn't, you know, have computers like or laptops back then. So you took notebooks home and you had to be extremely organized in your um, notebook just to follow everything that was going on because you had 20 different committees on the Christmas affair. There were 64 women um, and you stayed in touch with them pretty much on a daily basis. We had uh, weekly meetings, some of them, some of them you had bi-monthly, and then some of them you had a monthly meeting with. Uh, we fed women's lunch or dinner, whichever our meeting was, and you would have a three or four hour meeting, which I led, every committee stood up, we all discussed it. And at the culmination of, of your year, then you put on the Christmas affair in our uh, local, building called Palmer Auditorium and you live down there for a week. I mean, you do not go home till midnight every night. Um, you're, you're putting on a community event that's a fundraiser for the Junior League of Austin that raises a million dollars every year. Then that's how we fund our projects. Right. So usually there's 27 projects, um, 25 to 27, somewhere in there. And they're all different types of projects. You have to know when you're going out for fundraising, you have to know every single project. You have to know all about it so that when you go in and you call on, um, say, a car dealership or a local business and you're asking them for five, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars, they ask you what all these things are. And you need to be up to date and you need to understand exactly what they're where they're looking to make an impact and the thing that was great about the league is that we supported so many different things that it worked well for a lot of different organizations and businesses so i want the audience to pause for a minute and understand why i wanted charmin on this podcast so badly i actually invited her months ago and finally she has the time to show up I want everybody out there to see the level that she showed up at. And may I state that I happen to know that while she was doing all of this, her three boys were still in like elementary school and junior high school and high school. And uh, she was supporting her husband who has a very important career, as a, had an important career as a commercial broker. So um, you, not all of you out there need to do it at this level. We all have to find, frankly, I never did it at the level that Charmin did. We all have to find our sweet spot. But the importance here is the higher level you show up to serve, the more you get back. Because Charmin, what I'd love to hear you share with the audience now is how these incredible relationships you built and the reputation you built for serving at such a high level and leading at such a high level help and, and, and the skills you developed in showing up at that level helped set you up for such a successful business as a luxury realtor with one of the premier luxury real estate uh, companies in the Central Texas Austin market. So share with us what that transition was like. How do you take those 
trans those skills that you get, you know, um, at, at, at your community level and, and developing yourself again as a servant leader and transfer them into being a servant leader for your clients. Talk, share with us that part. When did you get into real estate? Why real estate? And, and what did you take with you from this experience, for example, at the league to your profession? Well, I, I was really serving at a, at a higher level, at a, at a very high time commitment. And when the events were all over with, it's kind of like, you know, uh, an election. Once the election's over with, nobody is calling you. There's no, you know, it, it just kind of stops, you know, and because you've done your job. And so I was really bored. And my husband said, either go back down to the Junior League of Austin or any other organization and tell them you'll take the biggest job they got or get a job. And I said, get a job. I had never worked a day in my life. I got married very young and had never had been, you know, lucky and I had not been working. Um, and I was getting to raise my children and get what, you know, do what I wanted to do. And I was like, what do you mean get a job? And he goes, Charmin, you don't know it, but you've been working all of these years. You've never equated it to that, but that's what you've been doing. So why don't you look at getting a job for money? And I was like, oh, okay. So I ended up going into the mortgage business for, um, I was in the mortgage business for six years. It was great because I could work part-time doing it still be involved in my children's lives, driving carpool and everything else. But it really um, gave me some satisfaction to be able to work and earn a little money. Yeah, absolutely. Because money's good, ladies. Right. And I finally figured out that if anyone gets paid in a transaction, it's usually the realtor. Uh, and I, I found that out through some hard knocks. But I... Um, enjoy being with people. I have a very high social need and I enjoyed being out from behind the computer. Like, you know, the mortgage person really is behind the computer. And so I enjoyed uh, getting out and I started 14 years ago um, doing real estate and I kind of never looked back. It's a perfect um, job for me. All that fundraising really prepared me for asking questions, hard questions, uh, asking for the business, negotiating uh, all of my uh, nonprofit, not just with the junior league, but with the schools and everything else, the settlement club, it has taught me negotiating skills. It has taught me how to ask the hard questions. And when you're talking about people's money and especially one of the larger assets that they have in most cases, um, it's, it's can be emotional. And so it is, it's really taught me to handle that. It also taught me how to handle the stress of it all. And those are uh, two skills I don't think I would have developed if I had not done uh, leadership in other spots before being in the working world. I'll add a third skill that, I, that, that you know, I, I know that you have. Because of showing up at a high level and leading teams in your volunteer projects, you also, I am sure, am a great recruiter and mentor 
for the team you've built in your real estate practice? I, I thank you. I, I think I am. I think that's something I do well at. I have buyer's agents that are working underneath me, teaching them the business. Um, I'm always looking for talent and, it, you know, whether they come to my company or another company, I've, I've supported a lot of other women to go into the real estate business or to find something that they're passionate about and go into, whether it's a full-time or a part-time. And, you know, I, I did things kind of backwards. I didn't start working until I was in my mid forties. So, you know, everybody else is usually working when they're young and then they kind of taper off or just do volunteerism at the, you know, towards the end after their kids are gone. I did it totally the opposite. So when my children left for college, I was busy. I was loving my life and I wasn't sitting at home like several of my friends kind of depressed. Um, I was out and about having fun, you know, having fun, but working and enjoying my life. Absolutely. Great point. That's why at the beginning on the introduction, I invited MT Nesters to listen up. Um, there's plenty that we can do in a big way or a smaller way, whatever our capacity is to get involved and start building our own life. Uh, when the kids are at home that then, like I said, are transferable skill sets. Right. To a lot of profession. people, a lot of people that I have met through the years of volunteering, they have taken that to, uh, to into a career. Absolutely. And a few of them are some of the head people at the University of Texas, you know, and all of the different nonprofits that where they are the executive director of these associations. Absolutely. And, and they have learned all of their skills through being a volunteer and leading in the community. Yeah. And all that service and all the relationships you've built um, have created a um, referral network for you mm -hmm. in real estate that um, is really, really powerful. Uh, I know that um, you're, you're a master connector, but I know you don't have to do a whole lot of marketing uh, everybody has to market in their business, but I know you have super fans out there that are um, marketing for you all, all the time, right? I do. And, and that's, that's a very nice gift to uh, have received. Well, that's the, the, the back, the receiving back for all that you gave, Sharman Reed. Thank you. So here's a, um, you know, I, I, I want to thank you for, again, taking time from your schedule, because I know that besides running a successful real estate uh, business, you also still serve. And you're a grandma and have uh, beautiful baby grandbabies you love to spend time with. So thank you for being here today. I think your story is so um uh, accessible to so many women out there that are wondering how, how can this journey happen for me? Uh, for all the moms out there that are wondering, where do I start my leadership journey? What's one piece of advice you can share with them? I would say what you, you need to figure out what your passion is. Okay. And then also what are your needs? Are you like me? Do you have a high social need? Or are you more of a task-oriented person? And be honest with yourself. Because if you get yourself into a situation that you have volunteered or you're working in a situation that 
it doesn't fit your needs or it doesn't fit your passion, you're not going to be happy and you're not going to commit to it. So find something that you enjoy, whether it's dogs or walking or tennis or nonprofit work and, and serving others at, say, the you know, community library. It doesn't matter what it is, but find something that you enjoy. And then it will, it will lead to other bigger things. You just have to remember to raise your hand. Ah, one final fabulous action-oriented piece. Raise your hand. Yeah. And, Charmin, and it fantastic. served me well. And actually, the people that I the people that I see that raise their hand, they usually have a smile on their face. <gasps> nice. Nice. That warms my heart. So thank you for that incredible ending. I would uh, like for you to share with the audience, for those of them that I know are going to want to reach out to you and know more, either have a conversation about your journey or the real estate market in Austin, which is so hot right now. Everybody wants to move here. And um, tell them how they can reach you and the name of your business and your website. Well, it's Sharman Reed. I'm a realtor at Austin Portfolio Real Estate, as you said before. My website is charmanreedrealtor.com. My email is charmin at charmanreed.com. And you spell my name, S-H-A-R-M-A-N. Yes, it is like don't squeeze the Charmin toilet paper, but you'll remember it, but it is spelled differently. S-H-A-R-M-A-N. It's a family name and I love it. It is a fabulous name and it fits you fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. So thank I would you love to meet. I would love to meet your all of your um, callers and followers. And if, whether you want to talk about nonprofit or real estate, just give me a call. Look me up on my website. Fabulous. And I encourage everybody to do it because Charmin is so much fun. You can, I'm sure, uh, hear the smile on my face the whole time I'm looking at her on video. She's just radiates positive energy. And oh my God, the endless amount of energy that you have is just inspiring. So thanks again. And um, I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, Stefania. See you soon. Hello, everyone. This is Stefania Rigo, the host of the Lead Without Limits podcast. And this is the transformational tidbit segment. Today, I'd like to reflect on the importance of taking time out for reflection. Ah, no pun intended. We are a society that values productivity and many of us equal productivity with being busy in action, producing content, products, services, engaging with our clients and our market. Slowing things down and taking time to pause and reflect is equally important and perhaps undervalued by too many. I invite you as the year draws to an end, as the busyness of the holidays takes over to slow down and take time for reflection. It can be through meditation, a walk in nature, or just sitting for a while in a restful place. 
take the time to consider some of the many challenges you faced in 2020, the changes and pivots you made, how 2020 has brought change to your personal and professional life. Some of it good, some of it hard, some of it sad. Celebrate the wins, pause and consider the learnings from the loss and uncertainty. Reflect on your goals for 2021. Who do you wanna be next year? How do you wanna show up? What do you wanna do? What do you wanna have? What are your big dreams? I know you must have your goals for 2021 written down. This is more about feeling the energy of all of that, really sitting still in reflection. We allow that energy to come back and bounce off of us like a reflection that you see in still water. This is my last podcast of 2020, and I am so proud as I reflect on this project, born of my passion to create a platform where women's authentic, powerful, and vulnerable voices can be heard, where their stories are told, where we share. I'm so grateful for all of the women who have been my guest this year. Their generosity of time and support means everything. Your voices matter, ladies. I am super excited about 2021. I have some big dreams, y'all. I hope you do too. Reach out if I can do anything to make your voice heard. Happy holidays to all. See you next year. In the meantime, reach out by email through my website at www.stefaniarigo.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Stefania Rigo and Stefania Rigo Coach. Thank you for being my audience this year. As I reflect on that, I find yet something else to be grateful for. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. 
My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.